Welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonholm and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, we're gonna get straight into God's Word this morning. And uh, who's happy for blue skies in Sydney today? Amen, let's give it up for the blue skies. <laughs> Turn with me in your Bibles, if you can, to the book of Judges chapter one, verse one. Who's ready for some Bible today? Judges chapter one, verse one. And you would have heard the lovely gentleman on the screen say that kids ministry resumes on January 21st. Parents, there is hope and it's just around the corner. Uh, but I do want to say, if we could not have kids uh, roaming up and down the stairs, there was an incident once, 10 years ago, where literally a kid rolled down the stairs. And it's the start of the year, safety first. And uh, what is wisdom? It's anointed common sense. So just be smart today in Jesus' name. It's the start of the year. We want everyone to be happy and healthy. And all of God's people said, bring it on. You're so spiritual, amen. <laughs> Judges chapter one, verse one, when you're ready for the word, let's go. Now, watch this, after the death of Joshua, watch how Judges chapter one, verse one starts. It's exactly the same as Joshua chapter one, verse one. Of course, in Joshua chapter one, verse one, it says after the death of Moses. Now we have a new chapter new generation, after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord saying, who shall be first to go, uh, go for us, excuse me, against the Canaanites to fight against them? And the Lord said, the praise and worship team, amen. Come on, worship team, don't be sleeping on me today. And the Lord said, Judah, the word Judah means praise. Praise, Judah shall go up. Indeed, I have delivered the land into his hand. So Judah, this is very funny actually. Now God said Judah, <laughs> but Judah was a bit scared. So he goes, I need my brother to come and fight with me as well. So Judah said to Simeon, his brother, come up with me uh, to my allotted territory that we may fight against the Canaanites. And I will go likewise with you to your allotted territory. Simeon went with him and Judah went up and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand. And they killed 10,000 men at Bezek. And they found Adonai Bezek in Bezek and fought against him. And they defeated the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Verse six, then Adonai Bezek fled and they pursued him and caught him. Now watch this, and cut off his thumbs and his big toes. Verse seven, and this is our key verse today. And Adonai Bezek said, 70 kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off used to gather scraps under my table as I have done. So God has repaid me. Then they brought him to Jerusalem and there he died. The book of Judges is the continuation of God's people taking a hold of the promised land. Of course, God had commissioned the children of Israel when they came out of 
slavery under Pharaoh, to go and to enter their promised land, to take what God had set apart for them. Now we have a new generation. After the death of Moses was Joshua. After the death of Joshua were the judges. A new generation taking on what God had called them to take what was rightfully theirs. As part of the process, the Bible tells us that they come across a king by the name of Adonai Bezek. The Bible tells us that he was the king of Bezek. And interestingly, his name is actually called Adonai Bezek, the name Adonai, meaning Lord. And many Bible commentators tell us that he loved himself so much. Now, some of you know people who love themselves, but this guy's on a new level. The Bible says that Adonai Bezek and commentators say that it's in fact a name that he actually gave to himself. So when you referred to the king, you would call him the Lord of Bezek. It's like somebody changing their name in the Sutherland Shire. And every time you address them, you would call them the Lord of the Shire. <laughs> uh, Adonai Bezek adorned himself as a man who we could say was a super king. Some of us, we have heard of kings. We've listened to story of kings. But Adonai Bezek was so prideful that he himself was a person who adorned himself as a super king. And the Word of God tells us, we read it this morning, that one of his hallmarks was that he had conquered not just the handful of kings. Watch this. The Bible tells us that he had conquered, watch this, 70 kings. Now, this super king, one of his trademarks for humiliation is that he would cut off. Now, you can't miss this this morning. He would cut off the thumbs and the big toes of these enemy kings that he had captured. And we see it again. Let's go back to the verse so that we don't miss, miss it. In Judges chapter 1, verse 7, And Adonai Bezek said, 70 kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off used to gather scraps under my tables. Now, imagine this scene just for a moment. Here's the super king, Adonai Bezek, who had cut off the thumbs and the toes of 70 or big toes of 70 other kings. And the Bible says that he humiliated them so much that these 70 other kings used to gather scraps under his table. In other words, what Adonai Bezek would do is that rather than killing another king, he would actually use these other kings, come on, stay with me now, as a trophy of pride, a trophy of war. And Adonai Bezek found validation in, uh, or would validate his ego, I should say, in their misery and distress. And as the king would come to eat at the table, here were these other 70 kings who had their thumbs missing and their big toes missing. And the word of God tells us that they would gather scraps around 
his table. What kind of king would do that to other people? He would humiliate them. He would mock them. And this was his way of saying to everybody in his kingdom that I am a super king and all other kings, they gather scraps around my table. In other words, Adonai Bezek was saying, I am the most, come on, powerful king. For I have shamed and mocked these kings. Watch this. And now they are like pets to me. Adonai Bezek had one goal in mind. And his goal was to humiliate. And more than that, his goal was in fact to actually crush the spirit of these other kings. I don't know if you've ever had a time in your life where your spirit and your heart has been crushed. It's one thing to be hurt. It's one thing to be wounded. It's one thing to lose your confidence for a period of time in your life. But have you ever been in a season in your life where your spirit, your heart has actually been crushed? Where you've thought to yourself, how am I going to get out of this? Is there light at the other end of the tunnel? Is there in fact hope for my future? When your spirit has been crushed, you become despondent. You find yourself in a place of misery and distress. And at times when your spirit has been crushed, there's a sense of humiliation, not humility, humiliation and sometimes shame that you feel when your spirit has been crushed. And this man, Adonai Bezek, had one goal in mind and that was not just to capture these kingdoms. His goal was, how do I humiliate, come on church, and how do I crush these men so that they would wander around my table when I would eat my dinner, almost creating a scenario where these men who were once kings, who were once a a sense of royalty that had servants around them, now are humiliated, embarrassed and ashamed because of where their lives have actually arrived. Proverbs 18 verse 14 says this, The human spirit can endure sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? In other words, a person can be sick, yet their spirit can fuel their thoughts, fuel their emotion, fuel their passion to get through the dark valley. But if you have a sick person and a crushed spirit, that person no longer has a resource to draw upon. And Adonai Bezek, his goal was to humiliate, to crush, to the point where these 70 other men were in absolute misery and despondent. Come on, are you with me this morning? The Bible tells us something very interesting about his process 
for crushing these men, not killing these men, crushing these men. And the Bible tells us that he did two things. Adonai Bezek. He would cut off what? Their? Come on church. He would cut off their thumbs and he would cut off their big toes. Now some of you got big toes. (laughs) And none of us ever want to lose a big toe. Neither do we want to lose our thumbs. What was his strategy? What was this demonic strategy? Come on church now. Because he could have cut off the arm, could have hurt the kneecap. But watch this. He took the thumbs and the big toes off these 70 other kings. Now, logic would tell us that without a thumb, it's impossible to, watch this, wield a sword. And these 70 other kings... Part of their role in being a king is that you would lead your people into battle. And without a thumb, you cannot properly hold a sword. You cannot wield a sword. Also, it's impossible without a thumb to properly throw a spear. And here are these trained kings who are royalty who are supposed to be leading their people into battle, who now no longer can wield a sword or throw a spear. Also, without a thumb, it would be impossible for any one of these kings to grab a bow and an arrow and to be able to draw that bow back and to shoot an arrow with accuracy because the thumb holds the arrow in place so that the arrow can be shot with accuracy. The thumb is what's called, stay with me now, the opposable finger. That is, it is the only finger that is in opposition to all other fingers. If you get your thumb and press your pointy finger right now, there's a grip And there's a strength that your thumb provides to hold something with accuracy. To hold something for a long... You can hold this position for a very, very long time with strength. It secures your grip. And watch this. The thumb, church, uh, secures your control. And without the thumb, you lose strength, you lose grip, and you lose control. We see it from an early age when a child is born. We see a child holding on to the thumb or the finger, I should say, the hand of their mother or their father. But What gives that child the ability to hold is the opposable finger, which is the thumb. The thumb allows you to grip. The thumb allows you to hold. Try and use your phone today without your thumb. Try and send a text message without your thumb. Try and hold a pen and write without your thumb. Try and hold a cup of coffee (laughs) 
without your thumb. <laughs> uh, you need a thumb to tie your shoelaces. You need a thumb to unscrew a tight lid. You need your thumb to dress. You need your thumb to undress. Carpenters need their thumbs to hold a hammer. Singers need a thumb to worship lead and to hold a microphone. Stay with me now. Not only did he cut off the thumb, the Bible says that he cut off their big toes. If you don't think your big toe is important, go to the toilet in the middle of the night and kick it on the corner of the bed. <laughs> your big toe allows you, God designed it, watch this, so that you can move at pace. Without your big toe, you cannot run or sprint at pace. And in fact, if the big toe is cut off, you lose what's called your push-off power. We all love the Olympics and we love watching the 100 meter sprint, my favorite event at the Olympics. And in the, for some of you it's the marathon, but for me it's the 100 meter sprint. And in the 100 meter sprint, as these men and the women, they go down in the blocks, they push off and it's the big toe that is primarily used for push off power. And without the big toe, you do not have push off power in your life. Neither can you sprint, neither can you operate at pace without the big toe. Come on, you with me this morning? The Bible speaks to us about a consecration process that took place in the book of Leviticus. The children of Israel had come out of captivity. Come on, stay with me now. And when they had come out of captivity, the book of Exodus and Leviticus was all about how the children of Israel were to operate. And God speaks to Moses about how to operate in the tabernacle, but watch this, how to also ordain priests. And in this priestly process, God was very specific about how things were to happen. I mean, you cannot read the book of Leviticus and realize that there are kind of very strict operational procedures and orders in how God's people were to function, how God's people, stay with me, stay with me now, how they were to act. In fact, God was so prescriptive in the book of Leviticus that nothing could be left to the imagination. And God tells Moses, build everything according to the pattern, stay with me now, I have shown to you on the mount. And it comes time for the priestly ordination. There's the anointing oil that's poured upon Aaron and his sons. But I wanna show you a verse this morning that you may never have seen in your entire Christianity. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Leviticus chapter eight, 
Verse 23. And he killed it. That is the ram. (laughs) And Moses took some of its blood and put it on the lobe of Aaron's right ear and watch this on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. Then he presented Aaron's sons and Moses put some of the blood on the lobes of Aaron's or the lobes of the right, their right ears and on the thumbs of their right hands and on the big toes of their right feet. So here, God gives specific instruction. Where was the blood placed? It was placed on the ear. It was placed on the thumb. And it was placed on the big toe. That is, God has separated His people through the blood of Jesus so that we can hear from Him. God has separated His people so that we can grip the Word of the Spirit. And the opposable thumb allows us to not just have the Word of God, but to hold on to the Word of God with strength. And the big toe, which some of you don't like talking about big toes today, but the toe was there so that the people of God could operate and run into destiny with pace and with precision to be able to move left, to be able to move right, because without the big toe, you cannot move at pace and you cannot move left and you cannot move right with speed and you cannot jump over things without your big toe. Now watch this. Adonai Bezek knew that if I remove the thumb and if I remove the big toe, if I mutilated, watch this royalty. If I mutilated royalty, I will cut them off from ever being able to operate with leadership and authority ever again. Because it was the king's responsibility to lead his people into battle. But these 70 kings could no longer function because they were missing their thumb and thumbs and they were missing their big toes. That is... We can no longer carry things in the Spirit if our thumbs are missing. Neither can we move with speed into our destiny if our big toes have been mutilated. Some of us this morning, you have been spiritually mutilated. You have been spiritually mutilated and Satan who is the thief who's come to steal, come to kill, and come to destroy, utilises his weaponry to remove the thumbs and the big toes of God's people. 
You know the word. You have an understanding of the word. But you have lost your strength. And you have lost your grip on the word of God. The Bible speaks about the word as the sword. Come on church, the sword of the spirit. And you're trying to fight the powers of darkness without your thumb. But without the thumb, the opposable force, I have lost all strength and ability to wield the weapon of the Word of God. It's not just that we know the Word, but it's can we as the people of God use the Word? Can we hold on to the Word with strength? Come on, can we? And you've lost your grip, watch this, because of a crushing circumstance. A crushing circumstance And I'm preaching to someone this morning. It has attempted to spiritually mutilate you. You used to sing that song, we are running. But now it's like, whew, trying. (laughs) And you've been spiritually mutilated on your big toe. And you lack the precision, precision, excuse me, to move left and right with the Word of God to jump and to leap because I know something about some of you. Some of you used to sing that song and you were parting like it was 1999 for Jesus. Now, now, crushing circumstance, spiritual mutilation has robbed you of energy and strength. Some of you were so passionate once about the Word of God that when there was a circumstance of some sort, the first thing you did, what does the Word say? What did what the Scriptures say? And you would wield the strength of the Word of God. You would hold on to the Word of God and you would run with precision into the battle, with speed, because you had a sword in your hand that you could hold on to with strength. The title of my sermon this morning is Get a Grip. Get a Grip. Because in the morning, we are going through circumstances and Adonai Bezek is trying to come against the people of God. And the first thing we're opening up is Instagram. It's going very quiet in here. Facebook. Wonder what people are saying. Wonder if there are any funny videos. And you've lost your grip. You've lost your grip on the word. Some of you, I know something about some of you. There was a day when you would have all those sticky notes and you'd put them on the dashboard of your car and you'd be like at the traffic lights, Rhonda, Shonda, I take authority in the name of Jesus. The Word of God says, I'm blessed when I come. I'm blessed when I quote it. I dec-. And you had all these sticky notes on your dashboard. And you would wield the sword of the Word of God. Some of you, you used to put those scriptures on the back of the toilet door. And won't go into detail, but let's just say it was there. 
and you'd be reciting, you would be quoting, you would be memorizing, and you would be wielding the sword of the Word of God. Some of us, we used to get that fridge door, forget about putting the electrician's magnet on there, the plumber's magnet. I'm putting a big old fat scripture on the fridge door because mums, this is your scripture for your family in 2000. And have we lost our grip on the Word because this evil force, this demonic spirit seeks to spiritually mutilate the grip of the Word of God. It seeks to cut off your big toes so that you can no longer run with speed into destiny and into the purposes of God. Why? Because you have had it cut. And today my challenge to you is, can we, as the people of God, get our grip back? We need to get our grip back because watch this, the Adonai Bezek did not kill these men. What did he do? Humiliate them. He humiliated them and they picked up the scraps from around his table. The Bible tells us in the book of Peter that we are a royal priesthood. And without your grip, without your big toe, we lose and we forfeit our royal authority. And you cannot go into battle if you don't have your grip on the Word of God. When was the last time you took your Bible and you said, I'm memorizing today? And remember those days when your deep passion was to memorize the scriptures? Now it's like, can't wait for the next season to come out on Netflix. Woo, can't, can't wait, can't wait. But God's calling us to get a grip on the word because our circumstance and things will continue to mock us until you get a grip of the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Come on, say Amen, Amen. Interestingly, psychologists tell us that uh, one of the signs of, of worry, uh, one of the signs of stress is that a person will take their thumb and place it under the other four fingers. I wanna encourage you today, Get a grip, lift it up, open it up, grab the Word, hold on to the Word. There were days where some of you, man, you were like quoting scriptures like it was on. Catch up for someone with coffee and they're going through a circumstance. First thing that comes out of your mouth, oh, the Bible says this. <laughs> Come on. We've got to be a people who love our Bibles. We've got to be a people that know our Bibles, that have a grip of strength and we wield the sword of the Spirit. Remember those days when you would memorize Acts chapter 10 verse 38? 
how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and, and releasing all of those who were oppressed by the devil. Remember Galatians 2 verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Remember when you get a little bit angry or mad at your spouse and something not good in your house and you'd quote 1 John 1 9, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Remember when you come to worship and you declare Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Remember Psalm 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. It is He who made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and enter into His courts with praise. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. Remember when you used to grab Philippians 4.13 when circumstances were adverse and you would say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Remember that time you used to grab 1 John 4.4 and when there was an opposing force, you would rise up in the middle of the night and you would say, greater is He that's inside of me than he that is in the world. We are trying to fight a battle with our thumbs cut off and the ability to run with speed. And this evil force, this demonic spirit seeks to hurt and spiritually mutilate the people of God. But I wanna stir your spirit today I want to prophetically stir your heart. I want to prophetically stir your mind. And I want to prophetically stir your soul that we need to be a people who grab a hold of the truth with strength, that which God has given to us so that we can wield with authority the Word of God. These 70 kings ate scraps at Adonai Bezek's table. There they were pleading, humiliated, embarrassed and ashamed. I want to encourage you today and remind you that it's time for you to get back on your throne. It's time for you to move away from that position of humiliation to move away from that position of embarrassment and shame where you are despondent and in distress. Because God today wants to restore a crushed spirit in this house so that you can hold on to His Word with strength. Watch this. It's time for you today to go back to your divine position. In Jesus name the enemy fears the Word of God the enemy is afraid of the Word of God 
the enemy cowers when you quote and declare the Word of God. I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you this day. Get a grip. Hold on to the promises of God. Declare it. Speak it. In Jesus' name. When I was a youth pastor, I um, had a really bad car. It was a terrible car. It was my 1979 Sigma. And got to a place where my job was the, the local high schools. If the keyboard player could come, that'd be great. And I used to travel around to the schools. And, you know, back in those days, schools used to be open. And, you know, we used to um, share the love of God and so on. And uh, there was this one school called Williton High School where it was compulsory, public school, for every year eight and year nine student to actually come to my program. So over several years of um, running school programs, we just had like many, many young people come to Christ. In fact, about 12 months ago in Perth, um, there's someone who's now married who used to come to my programs when she was in year eight and her whole family is serving Jesus because of those programs back then. <laughs> I would go around to the schools, but in this old dodgy car that I had, it had a massive hole in the exhaust pipe underneath the vehicle. So all this kind of carbon monoxide was coming up into the car. So I'm like, Lord, I, I need a new car. And, <laughs> and, um, and I got myself, I don't know if you guys remember this, this um, Hyundai XL. Who remembers the Hyundai XLs? Hyundai's. And so I got this Hyundai XL and oh, I was able to go around to the schools and I was so passionate for teenagers coming to Christ. And I had the car for about two months. It was brand new. We had a youth leaders meeting one night and our youth leaders meeting finished really late. And so I was driving home on a street in Perth called South Street. And I'm driving along, great youth leaders meeting. Boom, I hear this like in the engine and I pull over to the side of the road and this oil's just pouring out from under the vehicle. The car was two months old and I'm having major issues. So I remember the salesman said, said, if you ever have any troubles, this is in your glove box. You call this number. 24 hours a day. So I open up the glove box, get the number out. I call Hyundai. I said, it's the registration plate number. This is what's happened. Immediately, Mr. Bono, we're so sorry for what's happened. We're gonna send a tow truck out. We're gonna get this problem fixed. Why? Because I had a legal right of something that needed to be given to me, I should say, was my legal right. The blood was placed on the ear. It's your legal right to hear from Him. The blood was placed on the thumb. It is your legal right to hold on to and to wield the weapon of the Word of God. And the blood was placed on the big toe. It is your legal right to run 
into the purposes of God with speed. Some of you feel crushed. Some of you feel a spiritual mutilation has taken place. Well, the Word of the Lord for you at the beginning of 2024, the first Sunday service of the year, He is the Restorer. And He wants to place you back in that position of royal authority. I don't know who I'm speaking to today. I don't know if this message is applicable to two people, 50 people, 100 people, people who are online, whoever it is applicable to. Satan fears a generation who know their Bibles. Come on, Satan fears, a ge- not Instagram, <laughs> not against social media, by the way, if you're getting that today, I have Instagram, Facebook or whatever. But what's more important, I hold on to the Word of God with a grip in the Spirit, in Jesus' Name. This is my Bible. If you're crushed today and you feel a mutilation, you're not a bad person because the Lord's coming to you today and He's saying, I want to restore you and I want to place you back in that position of authority. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Worship team, why don't you come? Today, if you feel the Holy Spirit just stirring you and you you feel the sense of, I feel to make a commitment. I feel to make a commitment to my Bible. I feel to make a commitment to holding on to the Word of God. I I feel to to get a grip of the sword of the Spirit. For some of you, you've been crushed. For some of you, you feel a mutilation has of some sort has taken place, but the Holy Spirit's breathing upon you today. Jesus is life. I just want you just right where you are, just to stand up on your feet. Come on, can you just stand up right now? You feel the Holy Spirit just speaking to you out of this sermon today. Come on, wherever you are, you could be right up the back, right up the front. There's a a breath of the Holy Spirit speaking today over you, over that circumstance, over that situation. This is a word for someone over that sickness. What does the Word say about it? Now watch this. There is fact and there is truth. Don't combine the two. Fact is different to truth. Truth is the Word of God. Fact is the circumstance. Truth is greater than facts. The facts may be, it's a struggle. The facts may be, I don't know how I'm gonna get through this. The facts may be, I'm lonely. But the truth of the Word is greater than fact. Lord, I just pray for all these wonderful people who've stood today. Thank You for new life. Thank You for new beginnings. Thank You for a grip on the Word of God. Thank You for strength. Thank You for speed, precision, strength. Push off power.
power today, water to wine. Thank You today, Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, breathe upon Your people supernaturally right now. Let the breath of the Spirit of God fill your soul. I take authority in Jesus' Name over every form of evil force that would try and hinder the people of God. I take authority in Jesus' Name over those who feel some form of spiritual mutilation. I break it, I bind it, and I say no more in Jesus' Name. I thank You that the Word of God says, Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. So Lord, today we receive it and we thank You for it in Jesus' wonderful Name. Can you say Amen? Thanks for listening to this message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.